2: LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Russ, K52UX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
3: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 331 of Linux in the Handshack. And this is our what would normally be a deep dive episode but since the four feelers slash interview requests slash topic things that I put out there have fallen on deaf ears or have met with folks who were unable to participate tonight, we're just gonna have a round table discussion and do uh, announcements and feedback. So we'll have a show. It will be fun. We'll have listeners on with us tonight in the chat. So you'll hear some other voices than the usual folks, but we'll start with the usual folks on this, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. I'm Russ K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
3: And I'm Bill NE4RD. And we'll, uh, we've got two people in the chat tonight, so we'll just, uh, introduce them and have them say hello. The first one is Chris Kilo eight Tango uniform X-ray, who has an awesome call sign, just like very close to mine. <laughs> hello everyone and we also have one of the dons kb2 ysi the uh new york don how's it going don going great good evening everyone all right and we might have people pop in and out we have no idea but uh we're just gonna kind of wing it here and talk about some things and i know we we wanted to start the show because we had a relevant question that was about to come up from chris k-t-u-x and uh, it's about ft8 so why don't you go ahead and start us off with a question about ft8 all
4: right uh i i do understand the reason for things like field day uh, by the way i'm fairly new i've only been a ham for two years i'm only a technician hopefully saturday will become a general um i understand the relevance of of trying out your gear and and seeing what's going to work in the field and what isn't My my question is mainly what is the big deal with FTA? Why do we just have these real short connections? I mean, basically it's just uh, it's just your call sign and where you're at, correct?
3: Generally speaking, when you're doing FTA8 or Whisper or any of the other weak signal work, the, the entire QSO is in fact just you know, announcing yourself, having someone come back to you, telling you where they are. You tell them where you are. They tell you your signal report, you tell them your signal report, then you say 7 3 and go on your merry way. And uh, this all actually started well before FT8 uh, with modes like JT9 65. and JT65. Um, the whole point of these modes is to try and make communication over, um, you know, HF with as little power and as little actual discernible signal as possible. That's sort of like what what's going on. They're trying to make it so that no matter how little signal is getting from point A to point B, you can still actually have a contact. The problem with that is you have to fit a lot of error correction, a lot of uh, repetitive data um, into the packets so that they can be properly decoded. And the more data you try and do that in the, in, in a tiny little bit of bandwidth, you're, you're limited to how many characters, how many, how many baud exactly you can send um, with those weak signals. And so if you wanted to have a long communication, you'd have to have more bandwidth and a stronger signal uh, like for PSK 31 and, and, modes like that. So these modes like FT8 and JS nine, um, or JT nine, sorry, um, avail themselves of being able to send very small bits of data with very limited bandwidth over weak signals. Um, so you can't have like big long QSOs this way. And it's also super easy to make contacts this way. It's, uh, I mean, it's literally about laziness in a lot of cases.
4: (laughs) Correct me if Uh, I'm wrong. You can actually just set the computer to make the contacts for you and walk away, right?
3: Yeah. It's not quite that automatic. Um, You do have to find the signal. You do have to initiate the contact. And then as long as the signal is good enough, the computer on both sides will automate the remainder of the QSO um, but it, it doesn't start automatically. You, you do have to initiate it yourself. You do have to set yourself on the right, on a, on a clear part of the pass band. Um, so it is not entirely automated. It is largely automated, but not a hundred percent.
4: Okay. Well, I, I guess uh, um, I, I understand the, the getting the data through and the noise, I just, I guess I'm confused being new as to people just making contacts and then essentially hanging up, you know,
1: (laughs) right?
0: That's okay. I'm new too. And I, I don't really get it either. So, I
3: mean, for, for folks who like to contest, it's, it's, um, a lot like a contest for folks like me who, um, don't really like to contest necessarily, but it's something I can do sort of in conjunction with other things I do during the day. It's really easy to make contacts. And it's just nice to be able to see where your signal goes and and where you can get to. Um, If you're a rag-chewer, then obviously this is not a mode for you. However, um, JS8 call is a hybrid between FT8 and JT9 and modes like that and actual QSO modes. But you find out pretty quickly that because you're doing weak signal work and you have a limited amount of data you can pass in a certain uh, time window, that those conversations can take a long time if you want to have a real conversation. But you're still able to have a conversation using a mode like JS8 call or FD8 where a single sideband communication would be impossible.
1: So. Well, I guess
4: I guess that's what prompted my question. What what actually got me to decide to go for my general was uh finding a a channel where the gentleman uh Oscar Hotel 8 Sierra, Sierra Tango November actually does a lot of JSA call and talks about a lot of uh, preparedness and you know, I'm not a, a prepper or anything, but there have been situations where things have happened particularly here where I live and, and you know, people kind of go crazy. And, well, if I can have communication when the cell phone's down, well, that's kind of what prompted me to go this route and why I, I wondered in searching at all these different uh, digital modes, why FT8 was so popular and JS8 call didn't seem to be.
3: Well, FT8's just easy. It, it is easy. And I will say you can have a QSO. You can have a normal type QSO in very small chunks using FT8. It's just no one uses it that way. Yeah. I mean, because you can, you can set all the data you want to send in FT8. You don't have to use the automated process, um, but no one that I'm aware of does that. If someone wants to have an actual QSO using weak signal work, they're, they're using JSA call.
4: Okay. Well, that, that's very informative. Thanks.
5: Yeah. And it's a good tool, like, like, uh, Russ said to, to test out your equipment as well. You know, it gives you a good kind of propagation information about your signal and times of day. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of educational for people that probably have limited HF experience once they get on there, because they can kind of learn that, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people on FT8 on 20 meters during the day and not so much on 80. But then like about four o'clock in the afternoon, 80 starts popping up and stuff like that. So it does, it does kind of teach people where contacts are possible at what time and on what band and i think it's uh it's definitely improved uh the ability to catch uh you know vhf openings that are really short like uh, you know some tropospheric stuff that you get on two meters and up and then of course uh e-season for uh for six meters where a lot of those openings are very very short and uh you know even with saying you know you know uh, echo lima ninety six five nine blah 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 you know you might not get it with repeating it a few hundred times <laughs> so um you know, and also doing stuff like uh uh you know meteor scatter and stuff like that where you're just hitting those you know pings and those burns uh they have a lot of digital modes specifically for those kind of things where you can get an entire packet of information across. And uh and obviously a uh, moon bounce is a is a very popular now because it makes it very obtainable for people in a, a very modest station with a you know a single, you know, 13 element two-meter Yagi you can work uh you know, moon bounce now where that was never a possibility because you just didn't have enough gain.
4: Okay. Well I have a I have a decent rig now. My next step is uh I, I think I'm gonna put up a long wire antenna. I think that's gonna be my best bet where I'm at, especially since it's more wife friendly than erecting a tower. <laughs> so yeah, it does I,
5: come with its own set of shortcomings, um, but as long as you're uh, well, well aware of that going into it, that, you know, a lot of your signal gets eaten up in uh, in your antenna matching device, and, uh, you know, it's it's a compromise setup, but it does allow you to get on multiple bands with uh, something that's very, very eye-friendly.
4: Right. Well, hopefully, Saturday, maybe I'll have something in the air, and, and I guess maybe I should just start with FT8 since I can talk to you guys.
5: <laughs> well at least for us right <laughs> i have been on in a little bit on fta <laughs> i kind of gave it a rest after plowing through like a thousand contacts in a month so it's uh you can definitely do a lot of contacts so if you're you're just earning your world worked all states and stuff like that or your county chaser and stuff like that this is a very popular mode because you get very very precise information automatically logged into your system so you kind of get that uh that instant gratification for uh for making the contact so that's why it's kind of addictive it's 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 instant gratification it's like oh yeah i worked this i worked
3: that oh i worked that you know that's why you see russ on there
5: i worked uh would you work uh something some
3: country today <laughs> i worked um i worked hungary and poland today and i was working on serbia didn't quite get them and then as the gray line came across i was actually working on uh china which i don't hear china a lot yeah and uh they were com- they were coming in to me at a plus two um, yeah that's loud yeah but they were they were getting a lot of uh people and then they never responded to me but <laughs> i mean china china does not show up on my grid tracker uh like ever <laughs> <laughs> so
4: so is it typically uh, on like eighty meters or is it on all bands
3: all h oh, f bands ft 8, well, 8, eight's on all h f bands uh even and six meters and six meters, meters in VHF and v h f and yeah you yeah. can use it anywhere um i've even i've even worked f t eight on sixty meters um so so that is a possibility if you and i don't remember if the nine ninety one does sixty meters or not should yeah
4: yeah okay. i believe it does everything
3: yeah so so if you want to have some interesting contacts, because cause 60, the propagation, on I mean, everybody's, you know, once you sort of get into operating on HF, you, you kind of know, like, what the propagation is like on 10, 20, 30, 40, 80, 160. But 60 can be kind of like six. It, it's kind of weird and all over the place because not a lot of people are used to using it. So.
4: Okay. Well, thank you. Very informative, guys.
3: Yeah, no problem. Uh, Ted in the chat room mentions PSK reporter, which is a great place to find, uh, where your signal is going. Um, a lot of applications will automatically report what you're hearing or what they're hearing <laughs> to, uh, PSK reporter. So you can go there and you can put in your call sign and you can see who is hearing you. So that's yeah. a nice way to, uh, figure out where your propagation is.
5: And grid tracker will overlay that 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 herd information from PSK reporter as well, so that's kind of a nice uh, nice little addition to that mapping tool. Yep,
3: absolutely. Oh yeah, and let's not forget FT four. I have not I have not done a lot of work on FT four yet because not as many people are using FT four as are using FT eight. It's the exact same algorithm, the exact same packet um, transmission technique. It's just done in half. The time so yeah, it's
5: good good for contests and stuff like that where you're gonna deal with the uh, pile ups and 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 fun stuff like that,
3: right, and then there's also the the fox hunting mode or whatever they call it, or the fox and hound I'll fix you yeah fox and hound where where somebody's using f t a can operate multiple simultaneous contacts and things like that it's uh yeah, the world of f t eight is taking over. <laughs> But, I mean, if you, if you want to do rag chew on HF, you want to just talk to your buddies on 80 meters, you know, that's that's still a thing, too. <laughs> it's just uh, with the solar cycle sort of as depressed as it is right now, everybody's kind of flocking to the weak signal stuff. But it is what it
5: is. So we do have KM4HSD on the channel as well. He's muted, though, so we might have to fix his mic, but uh, he's in here. Listen, okay, cool. Live.
3: <laughs> listening live and possibly talking live. Excellent. All right. So, um, we can always, uh, talk more about FT8 if there's more to talk about later on. Um, I threw in here to talk about the beam that I have here. Um, the club that we've mentioned over the past few episodes, uh, SMARC, Southern Missouri Amateur Radio Club, or Southwest Missouri Amateur Radio Club, or whatever the hell it actually is. Uh, what? <laughs> Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. Um, when they came out for winter field day, they brought a portable uh, 10, 15, 20 meter beam um, on t- that was mounted on a trailer, like a crank up tra- uh, tower on a trailer. And they said, well, since it's here and we don't really care about it, you can use it <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, still, until the next uh, contest. Right? <laughs> until yeah, uh, field day.
0: Exactly, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Until field day. So I have it until field day. Um, then I have to give it back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been kind of fun. Uh, they left me enough coax to, uh, actually run it into the house here. And, um, I, they, uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, let this out of the bag. If they want to, if they want to shoot me over it later, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but when they brought it out for, for winter field day, um, of course the tower is about 25 feet tall and then there's a 25 foot, uh, intersection that you can crank up to make it, you know, 50 feet tall (laughs) and, um. so when they were out there for winter field day they had they had two guys taking turns cranking the thing up because it goes up at about a millimeter an hour <laughs> <laughs> the the worm gear that actually cranks the thing up is just like ludicrously like Swap. low ratio All
1: right
3: uh so when i got around to putting it up i just uh took a 19 30 seconds uh socket Onto the center of the handle and just use a drill to crank the thing up, and it went up quick.
0: (laughs) No, actually, Steve said something about you could use a drill to get it up. Okay,
3: well, good because that's what I did. (laughs) So that saved me about two hours of cranking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I did figure out that I forget what the name of the the beam is. It's like a it's a well known standard aluminum three element Yagi.
5: It's got Um, traps on it
3: yeah yeah so it's probably a mosley 33 mosley that's it mosley ta 33 yep that's the one
5: why would i know that everybody has those (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly
3: except for rucks well no i have now for a few months (laughs) um but when we set it up for field day they didn't tell us anything about it and so we just threw the elements on there like whichever way we wanted (laughs) and uh that doesn't
0: work very well by
3: the way uh well, well you only got three there's one important one and then the yeah. other two are you know extra. well we did put the driven element in the middle but as far as like spacing and all that stuff no one really gave a crap so we just used the tuner to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> and no one was really operating anyway but then so so i actually read the manual <laughs> and uh put the elements the way they're supposed to be <laughs> and it's funny how much it matches up <laughs> <laughs> when the elements are in the right place, <laughs> yeah. So I can use it in in the entire um, voice portion of ten, fifteen, and twenty, all without a tuner. So I, it's it's really a good antenna.
5: Yeah, we used to use that uh, on all the contests uh, in my club in uh, Naples all the time. We had uh, two of them, and uh, they were great.
3: So I have um, I have the DX seventy that you lent me hooked up to it, and I've just been doing a little SSB work with it. Um, it's, uh, a manual rotator, which is a 50 foot length of nylon rope. So (laughs) Hardcore Honey, go out and
5: turn the antenna. I'm working China.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So if I want to work like new England, I go turn it in the morning, point it Northeast, and then I wait till the sun sort of heads over towards uh, the West coast. And then I swing it around over towards California. (laughs) Um,
5: but you'd be amazed at how many people don't realize that's how you have to point your antenna. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you follow the sun with the, the uh, with the twenty meters. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well,
3: uh, I figured that much out anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: I, we had many times at uh, the World Scout Jamboree looking at the antennas, like, "Why the hell are we pointing over there?" <laughs> <laughs> Who's he expecting to contact? And you go, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't get anybody." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well you're still pointing in, in europe yeah uh,
5: and it's the you know it's the late afternoon you got to point the other way you're going to get you know california texas all the other stuff you know just point the other damn way <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, ted so. calls the calls it the armstrong rotor there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep it's effective so It is. it is effective and i mean the nice thing about it is i was able to to mount the, you know, to assemble the antenna, to mount it on the mast, of course, when it's uh, laying over, and then tilt it and crank it up all by myself. So, I mean, because the antenna, while while large, only weighs probably 30 pounds. So...
0: Yeah, Russ doesn't let me touch anything like that because I usually, I've got such an electrifying personality, <laughs> I usually blow stuff up, so... Yeah,
3: but um, it's been nice with the DX70 because I don't have to tune it you know because the antenna is is tuned it's resonant on those three bands. Yeah. So, uh and It's been running fine? No problems? Oh yeah, no no problems at all. Awesome. Uh Good so radio, gotten a few gotten onto a few like uh worked all states nets and uh, like OMIS and stuff and uh was kind of and tried for a couple of uh special event calls as well using it. So, it's pretty cool. I'm, I mean I'm enjoying it. I I never been a huge fan of uh Yagis, especially ones that don't have an automatic rotator um for the <laughs> obvious reason but <laughs> um it's still kind of nice to have a different antenna up in the air so
5: yeah it's amazing the the difference you get with that you know it, uh, it's uh it's probably a lot lot better uh, to work that than uh your uh your dipole on uh, 20
3: yeah my dipole does pretty well on 20 though because the the actual elements are where they're supposed to be it's when when i'm on the 80 meter part of it that um, oh, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work that well. But <laughs> at least you get your uh, signal,
5: the same amount of signal, but you got to direct it and you got some gain where the dipole, you don't really have any gain.
3: Right, right, exactly. I, I forget what the, the gain specs on the, the DXCC are, but I think it's a maximum of like 3 dB or something. So, um, But yeah, I, I know it's fun just to, to actually have both rigs here and having one doing FT8 and the other one where I can be on SSB or whatever. Uh, at the same time it's been pretty cool and uh yeah other because the multifunction knob on the dx70 doesn't work um yeah i'm glad you told me about the using the mic buttons because that actually uh, works really well it solves a lot of problems yeah, it does solve a lot of problems
1: yeah
5: <laughs> yeah you know the radio is old <laughs> Hey, a, it still works great, so it's been. A, it did a, a lot of lot of uh, contests uh, in the jungle. You're in the swamps of Florida, so I'm surprised it works at all after all these years.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, well, I appreciate the the lend uh, both from Smark for the antenna and for Bill for um, and I do have my uh, my handstick dipole for six meters, and one of these days uh, that's actually going in the air. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah,
5: sex is gonna be uh gonna be open here soon.
3: I could actually put it on that same mass, that same crank up mass with the beam, but uh I have to get another length of coax. I'm short of coax. Yeah, right I don't now, think so. I don't
5: think I'd put it like right below your vertical, your you know, little VHF vertical. It, it doesn't need to be that high. Twenty feet is probably fine.
3: Yeah. People argue about that, but yeah, twenty is fine. <laughs> Well, there, then I have to open, get up there and fine. actually and deal with my vertical and my my dipole, which I need to do, but that that requires crawling on a roof and that kind of thing, and yeah, not not real hyped about it. <laughs> so, oh, uh, you're putting it in there. It's like we're both going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just saw him typing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna put it on there.
5: <laughs> Welcome, Tom, to the uh, to the foray here.
3: Yeah. For HAI, just joined us in the chat room. And you're welcome to join us on the mumble. We'll shoot that information to you if you want to get in. Um, But with that, I'm going to stop talking about 10, 15, and 20 meter on my antenna. And we should probably mention Hamvention. (laughs) Um, Hamvention has told us that our booth rent will be going up. We don't know to what yet.
0: Because they haven't decided (laughs) yet, They haven't
3: decided what they're going to jack it up to. But... Along with that, we're wondering, will there even be Hamvention? Because some very large events, uh, a.k.a. South by Southwest, have been canceled due to coronavirus. And Hamvention so far has not said whether they're going to consider not having an event due to uh, the COVID-19 scare that's going on um but what i'm going to say is we're going to proceed as if there will be a hamvention so we uh definitely still need those donations to come in uh because our money is not going to go as far this time because we're not going to get a break on the booth or as big a one as we were getting and
0: And by the way if for some reason hamvention does not happen the money will be set back for next year
3: yeah that's what it's i was like going to say to you it, so. yeah no if 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 hamvention you know whatever money we bring in if hamvention doesn't happen we'll keep it and we'll put it towards next year so if we get the whole thousand then we won't have to have a fundraising campaign at all for next year well, well just,
0: assuming that ham venture doesn't really jack up both prices well right assuming <laughs> they don't go, like completely crazy yeah. um
3: but you know and if we're a little bit short or whatever then whatever we get we'll just put forward to next year and if so we may only need you know 200 dollars next year or whatever yeah we're almost halfway right now 475 i think it was a little yeah. bit ago 475
5: yep so we're almost 50 yes. percent. So. yeah so thank you everyone that has donated and just keep yes, on sharing and maybe uh maybe they won't cancel it so hopefully uh, we'll get to go. <laughs>
3: I think I think you know we got those those two big donations at the beginning and I think that's maybe scared a lot of people off but then the small ones started coming in and that's really where it helps. Yeah, yeah. even even
0: 10 or 15 10, bucks, 15, yeah. 20
3: bucks, 25 bucks, whatever the, it's funny how quickly it went from $200 up to 500 with those little donations. Right. Yeah. 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 So that that's where it's at. So, well, any- and
0: a lot of people can't afford to fork out a hundred dollars, but they can't afford to fork out 10.
3: Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And yep. that's all we're asking for. 10 bucks. All we need. Yeah. 10 bucks from, um, you know, a hundred people. we a thousand done. bucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it doesn't take long and we really appreciate all the help. Um, like I said, our money is not going to go quite as far this year. Uh, but we hope there's an event and, um, we hope.
0: You well, know, currently they're saying that there will be an event. Right. But, well, I, you know, obviously that may change between now and May, but...
3: But obviously you know the contingency now, so there's that. So please, yeah. keep sending in those donations, we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully this uh, COVID thing won't go to unreasonable, well, it's already there, but I mean, let's hope it doesn't just go, like, completely off completely. Of yeah, uh, uh, off the Richter scale.
5: Yeah, I mean we are, we just heard what a little while ago, unconfirmed <laughs> that Vassalia DX conference is uh is being canceled. So yeah, um it's not unheard of that they will cancel a ham radio thing. So uh we'll nope. just uh keep crossing our fingers and hope everything comes together and hopefully they'll let me
0: reschedule my flight if uh <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand from what I'm reading all yeah. airlines are doing that. Yeah, so. for most
3: things if something gets canceled due to COVID, then they're being pretty lenient about it. So, yeah, they're letting you reschedule
5: without a fee or whatever, so. Right, right. That'll be nice. I'll uh I'll keep that in mind. So,
3: but All right. So Bill has in here a bullet point about new toys. What are you talking about? What new toys do you have? Well, uh and they better not be sex toys.
5: <laughs> funny funny anyway oh um, yeah. so uh he's those, old and married they don't know yeah. so. what's that Ampos? oh my gosh yeah. now i uh i uh i pulled the trigger on another raspberry pi 4 4 gig ram um and i also got a screen i don't know why i just it was so cheap i just got that little throw-on screen for another project probably use that for the one i have sitting in here uh to do a little side project but i i bought another one so i could have a clean one to uh to mess around with for uh National Jamboree. Haha, I'm going to talk about Scouts. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because my plan this year is that all the stations uh, doing logging and whatnot will all be on Raspberry Pi 4s that we'll actually bring. So we don't have to deal with uh, the random hodgepodge of crummy laptops that they end up giving us (laughs) that we have to uh almost wipe and and get running for everything we need and then deal with uh people messing around with it because it is windows and uh people like putting lots of apps and stuff like that on there so I figure I'm going to have a pretty locked down uh little Raspberry Pi 4s all fanned out so they can survive the heat in West Virginia and uh I also uh, received probably a month ago now <laughs> it's still sitting in my garage in the pelican case um one of the uh one of the loaner stations from icom so i actually have an ic7300 power supply and everything else still in the box <laughs> to uh to hook together and get all configured for uh for national uh, national jamboree and uh yeah i haven't <laughs> I haven't opened either one <coughs> sorry no <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to be playing with those two probably over the, probably once I get my taxes done, and uh, and uh, probably have something to report on that. I know Don uh, uh, does the uh, does the IC7300 and also the Raspberry Pi. So i am going to assume that everything will just work beautifully, and I'll uh, I'll kind of document uh, what I do and. Uh, and any successes or failures that I have along the way. And uh, I, I, I suspect I won't have many failures, but uh, it should just work, which will be nice. Um, and this time we're running uh, single sideband at CW for the most part. So there won't be, uh, I won't even be bothering with uh, digital. Um, we found in the past that uh, even though we get some small amount of excitement from FT8 and uh, working uh, you know, all these places, with no talking <laughs> and just dribble on the screen, uh, it's not very exciting to show to people. Um, so this year, for uh, showing digital modes, we're basically going to set up a, a couple of web SDR units, uh, stations that will hook into a, either a private web SDR offsite, so it, it doesn't interfere with the RF that we have generating there in our uh, in our tent area. Um, we do have uh, we do have an Ethernet into uh, into the tent, so we have a pretty solid connection. We don't have to deal with uh, the shared Wi-Fi that everybody on the planet uses over there, and it gets saturated when you have about you know twenty thousand scouts all using their uh, phones <laughs> in uh, in close proximity to all the Wi-Fi points. So um, so yeah, so I got I got the got the rig, got the radio, or the computer and uh, i'm going to get things configured and uh hopefully have uh hopefully have that ready for uh for next year. Um yeah, I'm kind of kind of excited to finally play with the the 7300 here at the house. I'll get into the antenna and stuff like that, but uh right now I still have the uh the Yaesu hooked up to the antenna and I don't think I've I've worked a contact since January on it because I've been too busy with other stuff. But uh I'll definitely start uh getting the other one on the air and and testing it everything out
0: all right then <sighs> <sighs> like, wow, you have to breathe now <laughs> yeah,,
5: yeah I finally got a puff on my cigar there. well, right, there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really liking the i got yeah i got I think I got the 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 whole the little desktop kit um. You know, without the keyboard mouse, obviously, but uh, um, the whole kit was like seventy some odd dollars or something like that for the Pi Four with uh, four gigs of RAM, case, fan, heat sinks, um, SD card. I think it comes with a thirty-two gig SD card or something like that in the kit. It's one of the uh, the the starter kits or whatever. So uh, yeah, ordered on on uh, I think Amazon or something like that. Can't remember where I bought it.
0: Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, people, one thing that I, I love about, like, the pies and stuff like that, um, is that people don't realize that how much power there is in a little teeny-weeny box, basically. Oh, so, yeah. So, we, we had a friend that w- taught computer science at the local college, and he was like, nah, and we're like, no, just get a pie, just do it, and he's <laughs> like, all right, he's like, okay, I spent, you know, like, my 40 bucks or whatever, and then he was, n- now that's all he talks about. Yeah, <laughs> you're like all right they're kind of fun to play
5: with and especially if you're not you know not familiar with linux or whatever it's a good place to start learning uh in a fairly uh fairly friendly uh friendly setup and uh it's definitely powerful to run just about any application right. and the, the 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 newer one obviously is uh even better with doing multitasking and stuff like that so being able to run more than one thing at a time uh, it gives you a lot of uh, overhead, and I think there was just even a recently a price drop, too, on the 2-gig model, so I think like you can get the 2-gig model now for that $40 price point. Right. So that that's even better, so you can kind of get a pretty beefy machine to start with pretty easy.
1: Yeah.
6: Didn't, didn't they just up the base... Um... They they up the RAM right like you don't yeah. get it with one gig now it's yeah, it thirty five you get you two yeah
5: yeah so that's that's the new uh, the new update and the price scheduling which is great because like yeah I mean people it's if the more RAMs available why not buy it yeah. like <laughs> yeah. who was who
6: was buying the one gigs anyways like no one yeah we
5: only had to buy that because that's all that was available available in, right and the Pi
6: three then. right that's why yeah when the pi 4 came out right so the four gigs went what in the first 15 minutes <laughs> uh, that's why i still don't have one i was like uh oh, screw it and then they started talking about like the poe thing or not the poe what was it the USB C. some adapters may or may not work i'm like all oh, right yeah. I, I'll, I'll give it a good year and we'll deal with it on rev 2 when the boards come out
5: yeah so the, i haven't even checked my new board to see if it's the old board or new board but i think it's the new one the one i currently have i believe is the old one because i bought it uh in the first day or so when it came out. So
6: I got a bit hard on the, the PI one, my PI one is so old that it doesn't have the mounting holes. Mm-hmm. So you literally cannot put it in anything because all of them are like, Oh, you've got the little holes in the circuit board to mount it. And I'm like, no, I actually don't. Yeah. Yeah. So the next jamboree
5: uh, was asked in the chat room is uh, next summer. It's a uh, t- summer of 2021. So I'm currently hiring, uh, radio scouters for that. And I have, uh, let's see, including myself, I have uh, six and a half. So I got uh, one half, uh, meaning uh, he's one week earlier instead of two weeks. So um, yeah, recruiting is going slow, but we're still early in the process. And uh, I know I got several, uh, several apps out there, probably 10 more that haven't filtered through the council levels, because you have to go through council approval and everything else to get on staff. So, that, that generally does take a little extra time. Um, but uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you're interested in doing that and getting involved, uh, definitely visit the uh, KTBSA.net site. And it has all the information up there in the posts and our previous activities. So, you can see what we do there and everything else. And it helps if you're already uh, a scout. Member, <laughs> even a member at large of some committee and stuff like that works out well. Or a radio merit badge counselor, you have to kind of go through some of the hoops to get your youth protection training and and stuff like that ahead of time, and get a scouter ID, and uh, then and the application becomes fairly uh, simple at that point. And all of this will be stricken from the main show.
1: Ah, <laughs> <dang>.
5: <laughs> no. We were filling because you were getting a
3: drink.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I had to uh,
3: reload as it were yeah uh all right well we couldn't have an episode without mention of the boy scouts and the ktbsa anyway so of course of course of course i always need to mention that you've only been doing it a hundred and (laughs) sixty (laughs) six times yeah for the
5: record it's a (laughs) call Guinness (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we should,
0: we, we should mention that. The Bill's been here half of our episodes. Well,
5: not, not quite. Almost. Well, almost. Almost, yeah. 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 So, but that cool. just shows how many we've done in the last uh, four years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and it's been quite a few. More than you did in the first, uh, what, uh, let's see, what is it? Probably seven eight, yeah. eight or six, Seven
3: years, something
1: like that. You I think it's seven. Like in what, we started in
3: October of
5: 2008. Yeah. Oh, eight? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, we're at 11 and a half years right now. So,
3: Yep. So, yeah. So other than myself, uh Bill has been here longer than anyone even richard
0: because we fail at running him off yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: he puts I'm up just, with
0: both of us fighting with each other at hamvention I'm like the coronavirus i just don't go away <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> and there's definitely no cure so yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he needs a gold star for putting up with us at hamvention there as, he,
3: as he walks by
0: and goes all right you two what shut are you talking up about? we need
3: a gold star for putting up with his ass well <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. halfway <laughs> through friday he's drunk off his ass and we have to
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was the best um, hand mention ever.
0: You know, this this last year between the two bottles of whiskey that we had and the two of you being drunk off your ass and me going, Oh my god, I feel like a chicken <laughs> <party> right now because <laughs> I'd look up and go, Where the hell did Bill go? And I'd be like, Where did Russ go? <laughs> it was a
5: good hand mention, I'll say that. Yeah. I don't remember much of it, but
0: uh. <laughs> I asked Russ the other night, I was like, so are we going from here with boots, or are we gonna stop and buy it? he's like no no bill and i will stop in indianapolis and buy boots. oh yeah
3: buy some <laughs> Hell, more yeah. local whiskey for sure yeah definitely gotta taste the the local stuff so absolutely uh although we'll probably pass on the Tom spoolery this time around we'll get something else well, yeah, we,
1: yeah.
0: we should probably ask hutch for recommendations on what liquor store to he go drinks do.
3: beer oh for hutch? liquor stores yeah stores sorry um yeah.
0: that's just a big a fan because that's a that's a you it's know a, New yeah. Orleans. Louisiana. Beer. Louisiana yeah. thing,
3: so but, um, all right.
0: Although well, didn't you guys have a beta when we were there that's not sure eating? I didn't. Oh, but Bill? I, I Bill?
3: Didn't. Yeah, yeah, we, we were right, making okay. cocktails. Heard, he had I some, had some sort of special cocktail eating. that he was uh, making.
0: Well, and I had a hurricane. Um. Right.
5: Yeah, we had too many of those cocktails while we were there. Mm. <laughs> yes yeah, that, that, that hurricane
0: was a little strong as like we <laughs> russ and i look like we are
5: escaping that. from aa or something like that oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah i'll take another we ask, yeah we just say yes every time yes i'll have another
4: yes yes ask.
5: how many did we
3: have holy shit <laughs> that's
5: a kind of tomfoolery
4: that goes down itself so you guys definitely need to come to that
1: uh
3: we we went to how many selves two three three, three selves yeah. so the first not the first one we went to second, two, third, three four, yeah. two three and three, and four yeah. yeah um that was when it was still in south carolina so i wanted to go back but it's a 13 and a half hour drive from here to to self so it's uh it's quite the time investment you know we can do the last
0: time we went yeah we got home and the next morning i wrecked the car yes i know yeah so
3: see the nice thing about dayton is dayton's 10 hours or maybe a little less than 10 hours it's 10 hours if you include the time change right but
1: we, we, uh, we, we, stop we stop in, stop in Indianapolis. Indianapolis and
3: have a night nice, a really nice Cajun meal with a lot of alcohol and a hotel stay. So it makes the trip. Yeah, really, the, ne- really the nice. next the <laughs>
0: next morning it's like an hour and ten minute drive over to Dayton. Yeah. So, but so you know we get we get fooded and liquored up the night before and you know crash it. Well, usually crashing at the hotel includes Russ and Bill putting something together. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh we do have another tv stand Yeah, we got another tv stand too, to so. put together in the hotel but, this year yeah. but we are totally old pros at it now because it's <laughs> yeah. exactly the same one we did so yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> in that 500 pound box and yeah. Yeah. So.
3: yeah they are kind of heavy yeah uh, hey, it worked out well that was, that was a nice stand once we got it assembled put together yeah so
5: yeah okay, so we got we're gonna have two tvs this year
3: yeah, yeah. we're gonna ditch the banner And do two Two TVs. TVs. One with just the one's gonna be like the banner and the PowerPoint, and and then we'll have the other one where we can do demos and stuff. So cool, cool. And we're gonna buy the TV. We're gonna ditch the uh, the netbooks too. Oh, nice so yeah they're just too small. yeah it's just so. they're getting so old
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> poor babies well, it's
5: less stuff to bring right you're going to bring yeah. bigger
3: stuff yeah well uh, we're we're
0: hoping yeah. uh, we're going to
3: have two fifty-five inch tvs they're each going to have a chromecast so we can you know just broadcast directly to them yeah um, yeah. um
1: and, and of course worried. we want
3: to hook up a pie to it. we can do that too um, and then we'll just whatever we want to show on the second one, we'll just connect to it with the Chromecast, either from my laptop, your laptop, whatever. Whatever. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I you. think,
0: I think we're hoping to have everything down in one of those big rolling totes plus the TVs and the stands. I think that's, I the think, plan.
3: yeah, that's the, that's the hope. Oh, the hope, yeah. Oh, we should, I guess we should, we can talk about some of the stuff because we're just talking about random stuff. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, I, I got to get with Don and he's here. So, I think I think what we're going to do is do 100 of our distribution DVDs, just 100, and then what we're going to have is we're going to have a USB stick replicator. So and and USB sticks. So you'll be able to donate to the program and pick up a USB stick that we'll be able to write the distro onto, or
0: bring your own USB. You can stick. just bring
3: your own USB stick, and we'll make a copy of it right there for you. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah that
5: way yeah they can just bring it whatever because i found a a bunch of this yeah
3: (laughs) i found a um i think it's a i think it's an eight to one replicator Mm -hmm. for like 200 bucks so or a one to eight replicator nice so that'll be super handy and uh we'll we'll have sticks with a couple of the different distributions like we'll have uh, a couple of different desktop options or whatever um, so people want to try different things. They can just pop a USB stick into the replicator and Poof, walk uh, off with a distribution. Right. So, Sweet.
0: Yeah, and come back in like three minutes and pick it up or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, know. yeah. It's so, take too long. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But we will have some DVDs because I mean I know some people will still need them. <laughs> but we're not going to go like completely ape Masters. like we did yeah. on the DVDs. I think uh, I think a hundred's all we're going to have, and then we're going to try and focus on uh, doing everything by. Uh, USB stick.
1: So Yeah. Uh,
3: was that I think that's all we had to say about that. We do we, we still have a lot a, a lot of merch. We've got those little uh you know little buddy things. We've got the pens, we've got the shot glasses, uh stickers, pint glasses, blah, blah, blah. stickers. Stickers. Yeah, we got stickers. stickers. Yeah. So we'll have all of that. We stuff. don't
0: have many glasses left though.
5: That's okay. They don't they don't go that fast. Yeah. They yeah. Well they're
1: they're,
0: they're kind of they're kinda of hard to carry around. I mentioned I wouldn't want to carry one around. There's too many people you know, yeah, too much crap that you're picking uh, up. However, and, you know. I
3: will say that if anybody got one of the colored UV-printed uh, glasses, <laughs> bring it with you, and we will replace it. We got all the glasses fixed.
0: Well, except Gene is really not going to be able to get there from Taiwan. Well, but, uh, and you know.
3: I'm, I'm sorry, Gene, but I'm not sending a glass to Taiwan. You have no idea how expensive that would be.
0: <laughs> well, it's not when he doesn't of- have family in the U.S. That's right. Yeah. If you can
3: send somebody to Hamvention, we'll gladly get you
1: a, a Well, we
0: can, even, we can even send it to we can mail it to them. So.
3: Yeah. Uh, Tom says you gave me a beer glass and guess what I haven't seen it for a while, Stepdaughter stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That sucks. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> well, uh, that's a problem we can't fix. <laughs> so, um
5: but I was anyway. thinking of getting uh coasters too. Might get some coasters made.
0: Uh, I, co- I these these coasters were fairly cheap.
5: Yeah, these
3: that are, I had made. These are, yeah. these have lasted pretty good. The only problem with them is they're soft. Yeah, they're not they're like cork. They're, they're soft like rubber. rubber. Yeah, so they stain kind of, but oh,
5: no, well, these Those will be just out. regular coaster coasters. You know, they won't last. But <clears throat> if they go on sale again, I'll pick some up. I'm gonna, I gotta take the logo and wrap something in a circle
3: around it. So right. I'm gonna do is some this, fancy uh, gimping. Is the coasters through sticker mule or yeah, yeah,
5: yeah? Okay. yeah right. Every once in a while they go on sale for you know. A bunch for like twenty bucks, free shipping. So uh, are
0: they like the typical cardboard coasters like you get at a bar?
5: Yeah, or something? exactly,
3: exactly. Yeah. So oh, those are cool. We can just give those away or something. Yeah,
5: exactly. I don't think that they're they're not that expensive. So,
1: yeah.
5: <clears throat> so I'm gonna try to do that. And um like I said, I'm gonna work on the design. I was I was just gonna make some because they they went on sale I don't know like last month or the month before or something like that. I was just like oh I'll just throw the logo on, it but then I was like oh I kind of want some more stuff on there, you
1: know?
5: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then I'm like oh how do you put wrap text around a circle. So uh, so I got the instructions to do it in GIMP and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it eventually. <laughs> Probably the day they go on sale, I was like, okay, now I'm going to frustrate. Okay, I got to make the mask and then put the thing around the mask and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, and, and we only take donations for all the stuff. We have recommended donations. Well, some are minimum donations, obviously, because the glassware is expensive and stuff like that. Right. right. But we'll have uh, stickers. I got the uh, 3D looking stickers as well so uh i got i got a hundred of those puppies um so i've got at least 50 or
3: 60 of the original die cuts here so
5: so we might have enough might if it goes on sale the regular die cuts i'll probably pick up uh some more just to have extras and uh you know generally you know a dollar two dollars or something like that covers the cost of the sticker and stuff like that for a donation so yeah. yeah and sometimes we just give them out too (laughs) Uh,
3: yeah absolutely. i mean that happens with a lot of stuff we're
5: having fun and everybody's having fun and you know you know you think it's too much for a sticker then whatever we'll just give you a sticker
3: (laughs) if if you come by and tell us how much you love us and that you listen to every episode of the show then you'll probably get something free (laughs) yeah yeah so but uh yeah
5: that's where we pick up the extra you know the small small pocket change to to help pay for everything else that kind of comes up as we're there and stuff like that you know yep and we appreciate it because we like to be fed when we're there, too. So
1: yeah, Dinner is nice, even if it
0: is a dollar McChicken. But yeah. yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> the awful waffle or something like that. The awful, like awful that. waffle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't, we've only done awful waffle once. So yeah. that was when we were at... Because w- oh, it was uh, right Russian next door. Courthouse. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was next door, door right. to the hotel. Yeah, that and was. Then we it, did the
5: uh, what was the the KFC was over there too or something. Yeah, I can't say and Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, we had something. to wait yeah. forever
3: in a day for the chicken livers because they're. Yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I went over to Taco Bell. Yeah, you went right to over. Taco yeah.
3: Bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, Russ are like I'm sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> You're like no Taco Bell.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. Didn't we do awful waffle before I tested for my general?
3: i think so yeah yeah i think so because
0: yeah. we we walked over to waffle waffle and then we walked across the street from our hotel for me to, to the other hotel yeah. right
3: yeah, yeah they actually texted us says hey we're here we're in the lobby
0: yeah <laughs> oh and I, we kind of glossed
3: over this before but i think we should mention it again that chris said that this coming saturday he's going to go for his general general yeah so that's cool so he'll he'll be able to use that ft 991 that he just bought
0: <laughs> right
3: yeah so that that will be awesome I and, mean, you uh, could use it on ten meters today, well, but yeah, not, VHF and UHF. Well, you could use it on forty and eighty too, CW only. But <laughs> yeah, I
4: Except actually they don't the... have an antenna up yet.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, we got to get that.
0: <laughs> I actually thought the tech test was easier than the or the general test was. You thought easier the general was
3: easier than the tech?
0: Yeah. Well, it's because I was going into the tech blind. Basically, I didn't. Right. Even though I had studied, I really didn't know anything.
3: Well, you got help so, from uh, Dan, KB6NU, too. So. Oh,
0: yeah. No, no, no. Those those books were definitely a godsend. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, if well, anybody is... More like is, a Dan
3: send. Well, Dan something,
0: send. right. Dan yeah. send. <laughs> yeah, no. If anybody is listening to this and they, want, they haven't tested yet and they want to, definitely go out and get the books. Because his, the questions are written with the answer, like, highlighted or in bold-faced. So, you know, when it's say like, you know, blah, 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 you know, uh F T eight or whatever will be, you know, and black boldface. You know, so you know that's the answer to a question that might revolve somewhere, you know.
3: Well that's come so, up in the Discord chat actually several times lately when people have been talking about testing, is that you need to focus on the correct answer, yeah. not not any of the incorrect answers. Right,
0: right. No, and that's exactly <laughs> it. You know, and the thing is, you know, as I said, all of all of his his review or all of the the statements in the book, the book is literally, it's in sections by like, you know, electrical knowledge or whatever, but it's, the, the question is phrased with the answer right there. So you know that a question that's phrased like this or exactly like this, this will be the answer. And I, I started studying for my general in Indianapolis while Russ Drove over to Dayton, and I passed the test first try that night. So, and they said I lo- I missed two. Is that right? Three? Something yeah, like something that. Like yeah. That, yep. So,
6: I read uh, my my son to sleep with uh, Dan's extra book while I was
0: studying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably something that would. Probably exhaust somebody <laughs> to listen to. Yeah,
5: there you go. Doubles is a nighttime story, yeah. so you can get those thousand books before kindergarten for
3: yeah, your. Yeah,
1: there you
5: go. <laughs> yeah. See, I passed I the extra two. test.
3: Yeah, there you go. I passed the extra test two years ago, and now I have to actually learn everything that I passed the test with because I just memorized the question pool. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, well, you can do that. You you have the ability to do that. I do not. My brain doesn't work that way. So
4: I use the uh, hamradiolicenseexam.com dot com and just studying for an hour during my lunch breaks at work in about six days, I've got to like ninety six percent or something. Right. Essentially, it's the same thing. I'm studying the question pool. It just has uh, explanations before each section about what each thing's about, which kind of helped a little bit, but. I have an electronics background from 20 years ago. so
0: Right, so see, so so it's easier stopped,
4: for you. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I did the same thing.
3: I was, uh, I was majoring in uh, electrical engineering in college, so.
4: You
0: had the I, I, data.
3: Yeah, and I, I was a tinkerer and a maker and stuff from way back. So I sort of understood the stuff. But rather than learn all of the radio theory. <laughs> you just memorized <laughs> I just memorized the question. It was way easier. <laughs>
6: yeah, that's a so. I I like the uh, hamstudy.org. When you would um, take their practice test, you could go back through it afterwards, and if you got a question wrong, which was the ones that you, you know, obviously you want to study more, they usually had like a tip section, and it would like the card would flip, like the question would move into like a a section where people would talk about the like the correct answer, you know, like how to how to remember whatever that was, and that helped me immensely. Because uh, there were some of those questions in that old, the pool, I think. It wasn't this pool. It was the one just before, because I got it just before they switched the last time. And there were some of those questions where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to keep all of this, like, in my brain.
0: <laughs> well, and, see, and that was my problem. Because, like, the, when I studied for my te- or when I studied and took my tech, um, I was studying at Hamvention. And our booth, for whatever reason, which it poured down rain all weekend. So the booth was absolutely packed. And there were several times I was like sitting over in the corner trying to study and Bill and Russ would come over and run people off because they were like falling into my lap in my wheelchair. <laughs> and they're like, hey, she's trying to study to test. Give her some space. Yeah, and I was just like sitting there on my phone, going, "Get these people away from me, please." <laughs> but yeah, if I that know. was
3: that was we were still next to Tom at that point. So right, if yeah. it, that little section of empty space with the door between us and Tom was a everyone wanted to sort of conquer that
1: right, spot. Yeah, yeah.
6: So yeah, because yeah, he had his camera pointed that way.
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs>
6: I so, think that was the year that I was there. Yeah, it was the first year that they were in Xenia, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's the only time I've been to <laughs> to <Hanvention. Yeah.
0: laughs> Well, and you know, and the problem was they ran into an issue because you know handvention, of course, offers testing. Um, but when it was at um, the hair arena, the testing area was upstairs, and I went over to test. I was just like, yeah, forget it. I'll just I'll go test, see what happens. What's what's gonna happen? I'm gonna fail it, you know. Um, so I go over and I was like, hi, I want to test. And they're like, can you get up those stairs? I was like, I don't know. Do you think my wheelchair is going to get up those stairs? I don't think so. And they're like, well, if you can't get up the stairs, you can't test. It's like, you've got to be joking. I was like, can you guys not make an exception for me? There's lots of people here in wheelchairs and on scooters and stuff. Well, they already have their licenses. And I was like, of course they do, because it's you know, old hams from back in the 50s or whatever. Are you not supposed to make an exception for me? No, we're not going to do that. So was I was
4: a section of the building, not wheelchair accessible.
0: It was in, it was above the, church, yeah. the, well, no, oh, at yeah, that yeah, time yeah, it was up right. above the arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah. There's like classrooms or something up there. And it was, that's where they held the testing. So I was going to have to go up the steps for the bleachers that were around the arena, which I obviously couldn't do in my wheelchair.
3: Now you should, you should, you've, you've told this story more than once, but you should, you should now give the silver lining, which is when you actually got around to taking the test. You got to take it through Laurel, which Which is free. Which was free, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, yeah, right before like the the summer of or the spring, because I have my license now. What three years? So it would have been like the spring of 2016, I guess. I was complaining about it and the fact that, you know, I don't know what they're going to do now because, yeah, we don't know what the situation is. We're going to Xenia. so. A group of Laurel testers from New Jersey.
3: Hello, Charlie 2, Foxtrot Delta.
0: Yep. Popped up and went, we will come and test you. It's like, okay. So then when they got to Hamvention there in Xenia, they couldn't find anywhere to test me. Apparently the fight with with Hamvention was she can ride the bus over to one of our our the church that we're giving the test at, or whatever and they're like do is your bus handicap accessible well no it's a school bus and they're like yeah that's a problem she's in a wheelchair and she has a booth here so she's not gonna be able to be gone for hours yeah well you guys figure this out and she's not gonna be able to leave because her car is buried out there in the yeah the exhibitor parking area so they're like oh and they're like we're here to test her we just need someplace to test her if we have to we'll go sit in her car and they're like oh well let us look around and finally somebody popped up and said that she can use one of the offices that we're using so i went in i tested i failed the first time i was a nervous wreck i failed the first time and apparently just completely butchered the test so they're (laughs) like okay why don't you breathe for a second we're gonna go get you a drink and you need to relax because the questions you missed are stupid. I was like, okay. Yeah. So they went and got me a drink and, you know, they're like, look over, you know, go through the the practice test on your phone or whatever again. I was like, okay. Well, I sat there, went through the practice test. Um, the daughter of one of the testers was like out in the hallway to keep people from coming in the room. She's was 15, I think, at the time. She had had her license for several years. She came in, gave me a pep talk. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, I got it. So they left me. I passed. I think, I think they said I missed like three questions. So the next year, instead of them having to go through, they're like, you're doing general next year, right? I'm like, sure. What the heck? You know, so, and they're like, instead of us having to mess with finding you a spot at Hamvention, we'll come to your hotel or you guys can come to ours. Well, it just so happened when we booked hotels, they were across the street from each other. And I was like, well, that's convenient. (laughs) <laughs> so, so they went into their hotel and they're like you know we need to borrow like your little breakfast buffet area and we need to keep people out of it so they're like okay fine do whatever you got to do so and that's where i tested so well, it
3: worked out well for us too because we went out and we're busting neil's chops <coughs> smoking cigars and drinking while you were taking your yeah tests. yeah so, <laughs> so.
1: so
0: yeah it all worked out and then yeah they're like so you're gonna test next year i was like uh probably not bill and russ are both like no no, no, no. <laughs> you, you <laughs> don't, don't need to do it you don't you know? need
3: your extra you really don't i can't even get you to check into the local two meter nets right now so
0: yeah. <laughs> i don't we had that discussion driving home the other night i do not do well driving at night you know that i, w-
3: I would have held the microphone for you
0: yeah i was also in the middle of road construction at the time <laughs> i definitely didn't want to do that
3: no you you just don't want to check into the
0: nets. Whatever. <laughs> you won't let me near these radios in your office.
3: There's no gates or or locked doors or anything around these radios. So. Except
0: I blow stuff up when I touch it. You know that. <laughs>
3: they're, they're grounded. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. That computer wasn't grounded. Apparently. If
3: you torch the DX70, that's bills anyway. And I don't care. So. <laughs> it's wow, going to be tough no. to do it though. i've tried, tried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, Russ. It was several years ago, Russ was like building a computer. And he was, you know, he said something like, hand me that screwdriver or something. And there was an arc of electricity that went from my wrist over to the motherboard and just fried it. He was like, what just happened? And I was like, the house is dry. And he was like, okay, that that's, yeah. And he plugged it in. He's like, no, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> she's dead, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> i was like sorry <laughs> let's, let's do some so. feedback
3: before this show goes all night okay let's do some <laughs> feedback all right uh we have announcements and feedback which is what we normally do on a deep dive episode uh the first thing i put down here was the oars ham fest we of course mention that every year because the ozark area radio society is here in town and
0: well kind of it's 10 miles away
3: aurora malvern and it's all what it's f- all here So, and of course, they have a ham fest every year, and it's going to be in April this year. No, it's not. Or no, last last week in March, I guess. Yeah,
0: it's the same weekend every year. Yeah.
3: And once again, they've uh, asked. (coughs) Damn it! (laughs) Asked me to do a talk, so I'll I'll do a talk.
0: Oh, they did ask you.
3: Well, because
0: I asked you about this the other day, (laughs) and you said no.
3: So, um someone someone sent me an email and said hey has anyone asked you about doing a talk and i was like <laughs> no <laughs> uh but i can be available to do a talk if you need a talk and so they said okay you can do a talk
1: <laughs> Okay.
3: Nice. So, apparently
0: you didn't look at the calendar because we had stuff going on but i'll
3: move it around um surely it's not at the same time
0: no it's that evening but... oh yeah
3: that's fine i'll pro- my talk is probably gonna be at 11 o'clock so
0: well it's what are, there's
3: and i'm not setting up a booth so it's okay. just going to be me going doing a talk and coming going. home. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: Although I may wait for the drawing. Who knows?
1: Um, well,
0: it's not long after
1: your
3: talk. Yeah. So if so anybody long. happens to be anywhere near Southwest Missouri on the twenty eighth, the twenty eighth of March, uh, you can meet me because I'll be there uh, for at least an hour.
0: <laughs> or three. Yeah.
3: There, there won't be a Linux in the Hampshire booth this time, just because I'm. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that
0: there's no nothing ever happens from it so.
3: yeah yeah nothing comes of it it's just a pain in the butt so yeah, yeah a lot of stuff to bring for that
5: you know if you just do yeah. a talk have some of the stuff there and if they're interested come yeah, up yeah, yeah. i'll bring yeah. some cards and maybe
3: a couple stickers or something and <clears throat> yeah,
0: call have it it, yeah have it in the booth or have it in the
3: talk. but anyway a link to the flyer and the information on uh, w0ar which is the club will be in the show notes so if you happen to be in the area it'd be nice to see you not sure Just I'm gonna let
6: you uh, talk even with all of the <laughs> fire stuff. Even with all the what? The virus, uh, everything being cancelled. Oh COVID. Um,
0: yeah, we're we live in a town of four thousand people. I don't think they're quite as paranoid here as they are in other
1: places. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know,
0: Missouri has three large cities, St. Louis, Kansas City, and Springfield, and we're thirty miles from Springfield. Apparently Springfield St. Patty's Day parade was canceled this morning. I'm like, really? okay yeah people so. are stupid
3: <laughs> they're gonna shut down branson
0: oh yeah, yeah branson to be next so well
3: we went through branson a few nights ago and they, you know what empty. there's no one there yeah, so no. it's okay <laughs>
0: well, it's the, the season you know as i was telling russ used to the season in branson was memorial day to labor day and then they pre- my parents owned a business there they pretty well rolled the streets up now and i'm when i say they rolled the streets up everything closed mcdonald's closed Red lobster clothes, they were closed over the winter because the locals just wouldn't support the businesses. It's a little hmm. better now. Um, but Russ and I were down there last Wednesday, I think, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Thursday maybe. Thursday. Yeah. And it, it was absolutely dessert. We pulled up in the restaurant's parking lot and wondered if they were closed. Oh geez. <laughs> because that there was were like Yeah, there's style. like four cars there and we're like, are they open? like restaurant looks kind of dark i looked at their website it said they were open but yeah they were open there was like you know a group of people doing like their monthly shoot the breeze meeting or whatever in their little wait yeah meeting room and -hmm. there was like one other table in the main dining room that had people at it and i was like okay, yeah so but like silver dollar city for instance is opening this coming weekend so that uh, will get that will start off the season so, i wonder
3: how uh top of the rock is dealing with the coronavirus because they get a lot of their uh interns from
0: yeah they're cooking interns are from asia and thailand you know it's, it's various <laughs> spots in asia so yeah, yeah i'm coming. not sure what they're doing with that so <laughs>
3: yeah they're all stuck in wuhan yeah <laughs> so all right uh bill you can do this next one because you you caught it in discord i didn't so
5: yeah yeah john the nice guy uh, john Spriggs, sent us a note here on discord that uh he meant to say he's been started doing a screencast of him doing ansible and vagranty things and those are available on youtube and Lbry. i guess they call it library or something i don't know um the urls of course are in the show notes so uh take a look at those um Yeah. Very, very informative. I mean, we had John on here to doing the deep dive into Ansible and yeah, very, very detailed. And it's nice to have a screencast of everything. So you can kind of watch as he goes along. So yeah, check those out. Very informative. If you're interested in using those tools or you use those tools
3: already. I will create a video playlist of all of his Ansible tutorials or screencasts and put it on our site. So you'll, you can link right to them. Sweet. All right. Um, let's see. What we want to talk about next
0: well there's the yeah, there's all East kinds West. of stuff
3: to talk about so um we we mentioned this earlier, I don't know how deep into it we got, but we'll talk about Southeast Linux fest. uh I got an email from them, and I'm sure everybody got an email from them saying that their call for speakers closes this weekend on March fourteenth, so if you want to be a speaker itself, you should probably get on it uh and that also means that self is not going to be canceled because of COVID 19.
0: Well, they, it, it, that's not no, no, exactly they, what it says. No,
3: that's exactly what it says. It says, we've been asked by increasing number of people if we'll be holding self due to coronavirus, as so several major sporting events and things like South by Southwest have been canceled. Um, in addition, there are confirmed coronavirus cases in the greater Charlotte area. So, um, you know people are wondering are they going to be having self and the answer to that question is yes there will be self um they're saying that covid is similar in transmission and take rate and death rate and all that to the, the flu, flu which right. it is um and they're saying that like the flu you know the instance of i mean we've already seen that uh, the spread of the virus is is slowing down it's already been confirmed um so By the time self rolls around, they're figuring that this will be kind of like the flu. It'll be on the wane, and they're not going to have to worry about it. Um, So they say, plan on coming to self. If you're sick, don't don't plan on coming to (laughs) self. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, they'll have plenty of, uh, you know, hand sanitizer sanitizer and all that kind of stuff. But there will be a Southeast Linux Fest 2020. So plan on going.
0: Yeah, if they're having the same problem there that they're having here, they won't have toilet paper, but they might have hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah,
5: toilet paper. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Walmart. The Walmart racks here are just there's nothing. It's just empty racks. Yeah. I now it's time
5: to get that bidet installed. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't get the toilet paper thing. It's like, but no,
0: it's toilet paper and paper towels, I hand soap, and hand sanitizer.
3: No one's buying food or water (laughs) no it's just
0: (laughs) toilet paper yeah everyone's like so what exactly are they using the toilet paper for yeah it's yeah are are, yeah are they like you're rolling up in it every day before they go to work what are they using it for so
3: so anyway yeah southeast linux fest is a thing still will be a thing all right so we might as well just do the next one because why not then we were talking about and i actually listened to the end of the last program right before we started recording this program uh, because we were talking about um our hedonism topics and bill made a passing comment about the fact that he was going to talk about another unobtainium beer because it's a local (laughs) montana brew Brew, right and i said something along the lines of well you're just not going to be happy until you find a beer called unobtainium well i actually said ipa but um So we got an email from Scott n 4 JN who says, hello, LHS crew. Greetings from the rocket city in episode 330 weekender. You all mentioned in passing, looking for a beer called unobtainium. Your quest is at an end. One of our larger local breweries straight to ale makes just such a concoction. It's a limited release that comes out in December each year and only lasts a couple of months. Bill probably won't like it since it's not an IPA. But I can attest to its deliciousness, mostly because it's not an IPA. If you <laughs> <laughs> if you all ever make it down to the Huntsville Ham Fest, sadly long after unobtainium season, I would be happy to share with you some of the local microbrewing and distilling that is finally taking place here in the Huntsville area. It's a long story. I love the show and have learned quite a bit from listening to it. Please keep up the great work. 73 Scott N4JN and a link, of course, to Straight to Ale's Unobtainium will be in the show notes if somebody wants to try a stout called unobtainium which i would love to try absolutely so <laughs> but it's not an ipa not an though IPA. that's
5: okay i drink all kinds of beer
1: <laughs> i
3: don't uh, IBU of like um i looked it up i think it's 20 wow. oh wow yeah i think it's like, it's like 20s uh which is um is sort of on the high side for not an ipa <laughs> yeah I'm saying stouts
5: um, go as high as like 30
3: yeah yeah i have two i have two actually we have a we have a brewery i don't know if they're still open i think they are uh called white river brewing um that
1: yeah.
3: they're, they're sort of they're in flux. Yeah,
0: the the owner um, died, so I think it's like the kids are deciding whether they're going to continue right. on with it.
3: But almost all of their beer, regardless of what kind of beer it is, is high on the IBU scale. They they really like hoppy beers, so um, you know, we if they're still around, we'll definitely have to get you some because it'll be stuff you like.
0: <laughs> I don't know that, that, uh, the that uh, the hibiscus or whatever beer yeah, uh, the IBA.
3: And I will the say IBM. the can for the unobtainium is pretty awesome yeah so, that was pretty cool yeah <laughs> so anyway hopefully we'll get down to huntsville or at least talk to scott or something or maybe we can have him ship us some or i don't know we'll we'll figure something out but unobtainium is an actual beer
0: <laughs> all righty then bill's <laughs> so, all set yep
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh the next bit of feedback we have is from matt k-r-8-e and he says, hey, Russ, thought I would try cloud, cloud logout. Uh, I came into an issue I thought you might be able to help with. I plan on using a Raspberry Pi and was happy to see an image for it at their site. First issue was the image did not have the file type .img on it. No biggie, added it, tried twice to get it flashed under the SD card and both times I could not mount the root FS. I get the attached error message. He sent me a screenshot. I put it in my Raspberry Pi and it does nothing. No boot is expected with a bad root. Any idea without doing an entire web server?
5: No, you have to install a web server. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, they, they do not. Uh, it's not a bootable OS. It is it is a web web server or website uh, software, basically. It's a PHP website. And so you need to install Apache and MySQL and follow the installation parameters on that. And then you can boot up your Raspberry Pi and you can start Apache by default, and you know MySQL by default, and uh, yeah, just go to your local host uh, address that you your web server's at, and where you've located it at. You know, probably you know HTTP colon slash slash one twenty seven oh oh one, and slash whatever. So uh, yeah, it's rather simple to install on a Raspberry Pi. You can run it with Raspbian or whatever distribution you want to run on your Raspberry Pi. Um, that you'll probably have all your other software on anyway. Um, but yeah it does not it's not a uh, it's not an OS it's not a tagged to an OS and I think the only thing he has image wise would be like a docker image which is slightly different that wouldn't run on a uh, raspberry pi anyway. Uh
3: actually the link on their wiki is to what they call a raspberry pi image. Oh that's crap. Um the problem is when you download it it's not an image file just like Matt says here yeah. and I can't tell what kind of image file it is. I tried to mount it as a loop a uh, loopback Um, but it shows a bad superblock. So I'm not sure what kind of image it actually is, and I did what I thought was the good doobie thing and asked the (laughs) author of the program to tell me what kind of image it was and got crickets. Crickets, 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 (laughs) crickets.
1: crickets. So they actually have a release.
3: So the best thing that I can suggest, Matt, is simply to... Um, install Raspbian on your Raspberry Pi and just do the the standard install of CloudLog like it would be on any other kind of PC-based system, and it should work just fine. I mean, it's literally a LAMP stack application, so, I mean, it should just work like normal. Yeah, I mean, the wiki gives you all the
5: information to install it under Ubuntu or Debian systems, so it should be straightforward. I can't even find a download link for an image.
3: I found one. It's it it's there. It exists. Hmm. So well I would I would consider that uh not usable. Yes. We're <laughs> we are, we are gonna do just that. Yeah, it's it's really easy to
5: get it going. I mean the wiki is straightforward on how to install it on a Linux server, which would be your Raspberry Pi running Raspbian.
3: Yep. <laughs> so, I so, even uh, have it I even have it running on a non standard port with a SSL certificate. So you can do all of that with it.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest way. Don't, don't, don't try to complicate things. It's, it's easy enough yeah. to install. You're, you're not going to have any problems getting through it.
3: I can the understand, documentation is good. I can understand being enamored with the idea of having a pre built Pi image, though. I mean, that is nice. Unfortunately, just, it doesn't work. So. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know
5: what you would get. I mean, would it be just a server install where basically now your Pi you just go to? I would
3: assume, yeah, I would assume it would just be a Raspbian image with uh, CloudLog pre-installed and uh, responding it to the CloudLog.local address. Oh, somebody else made this image. That's probably why. It's on a G7 KSC site. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, This next one's for you, Bill, because it's about one of your videos on YouTube. Sweet. I should probably read it let me switch back to that tab there you go
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right comment on part two youtube video by stephanie wx3k aside from you showed in the video what is a good method for troubleshooting settings for ports i followed everything you showed but still no rig com the interface as uh are good as they work when i boot into windows i run a dual boot here in uh with windows i guess in ubuntu 1804 so uh yeah the ports you probably forgot the the one step that is listed there in the description and uh information in the video which is making sure your user has permission to access the ports although you may see them you may not actually access them because uh unix or linux is still uh, you know they protect those uh, dial out sockets and that's what you have to become part of is the dial out group so uh definitely look at the notes on that video and uh it should come up in just about everybody's support thing that installs software that talks to rigs (laughs) so hamlib fl rig everything else that uh, talks to your rig control and your rig uh definitely needs to have the dial out permissions enabled for your user um if you don't want to do that you can always sudo the application but i don't recommend that at all
3: you could also if you're feeling really ballsy uh, change your UDEV to create different permissions for the dialout sockets, but don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just, just that. add yourself to the dialout group. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like
5: user mod space, tack G space, dialout space, your
3: user or something like that. But Actually, I, I... on most systems, all you have to do is add user, your username, dialout, and that will do it. Oh, that'll just say, "Oh, your user already exists." I'll just add you to the group. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> or just do the user
5: mod. I think I have the instructions. There yeah. So.
3: User user mod <laughs> works. It's just a slightly more complicated command. Anything any distribution that's uh, Debian based for sure uses the add user command, mm-hmm. and you can just do add user my username dialout, and that adds you to the dialout group. Now Sweet. remember, when you do that, it adds you to the dialout group, but you do not get dialout group permissions until you log out. And back in yeah so make sure you do that too yeah you got to re-auth so yep cool
5: that was the easy one <laughs> and is covered in the video <laughs> and, yeah there you go watch it again a few more times get those clicks going through <laughs> but yeah definitely uh definitely uh easy easy peasy fix on that Cool. Anything else, uh, from the chat room? Let's
3: just, I don't know. let's check the chat room and let's check with the folks here in the mumble with us. Any topics you want to bring up real quick before we, uh, shut this one down or any comments from anybody before we, uh, wrap the show. Luckily silence gets truncated.
1: <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> Negative. Negative.
3: Negative. Negative from Chris in West Virginia. What about Don in New York? I've got nothing to eat also. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all right, time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about the same for all of us. So we we will mention the folks who were here with us in the mumble and in the chat room. We had Don KB2YSI. We had Don KC9ZMY. Uh, we had Chris K8TUX. We had Don, or I'm uh, sorry, not Don Tony. I, I get used to saying Don. There's so many Dons. Uh, KM4HSD zero E I R and Tom, n for hai Hi! Hi! So, <laughs> um, we want to thank everybody for uh, participating in the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. I think we had a good chat, and gave out some uh, at least quasi-pertinent information. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if not, <laughs> then, uh, oh, well. It is what it is (laughs) too late to turn back now is what, what it is. So with that, uh, thanks. Thanks Chris for being here. It was good to have you. Thanks for having me. And Don, thank you for being here as well. I know it's bedtime for you, but, uh, before you catch some Z's, you can say goodbye. (laughs) Seven, three, oh. All right. Fantastic. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap up this, uh, quite fun, actually episode of Linux in the Hamjack. Uh, the episode number was number 331, and we'll do it all again in a week's time. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Thanks for your donations for our Hamvention Fund. We hope to see you all in Xenia come this mid-May. So take care. Don't get the coronavirus, and uh, you know, stay safe out there. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO.
5: And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page,